1: We're starting our 10th season with one of the biggest dramas to ever capture the nation's attention. For
2: three years, you followed the story.
3: I can't, 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 took a month ago. Sheriff's investigators desperately searched for two-year-old Kaylee.
2: Grandparents of the young Florida girl lashed out. Shut up! Shut up! Now, the
1: exclusive interview with Casey Anthony's parents. Do you think Casey was involved in Kaylee's death? What can you tell the station? Get away! Get away! Are you saying she went psychotic and lost contact with reality?
3: Tiny skeletal remains are those of little Kelly.
1: You don't include the possibility that she used that shovel to dig a hole in the ground in the woods to bury her dead baby. It's The most sensational murder trial in recent memory. The public believes that you perjured yourself on the stand to protect your daughter. Did you lie?
3: We, the
1: jury, find the defendant not guilty. The obsession of the summer
2: of 2011.
1: Well, they should have just thrown away the key for her. America has never heard this explanation before. Why have you sat on this information? Over the
2: course of two days, Cindy and George Anthony sit down face to face with Dr. Phil.
1: There are millions of people in America right now that want to shake you awake. Today. in your mind, you know the truth, don't you? The Revelations.
3: We've been through this for three years and it's the first time I've heard that out of his mouth.
2: On the season 10 premiere of The Dr. Phil Show.
1: Today, Cindy and George Anthony speak out for the very first time since the verdict that shocked the nation. As a former litigation consultant and a new grandfather of a little girl about Kaylee's age, The Casey Anthony trial both fascinated and frustrated me, leaving me with more questions than answers. And so I asked the Anthonys to sit down with me for a candid, no holes barred conversation about what they think really happened to their granddaughter. How much did they know and when did they know it? Now trust me, I've read the emails, tweets, and message boards, you are an audience divided. Many of you have come to blame them as much as Casey. Others do not. Did the Anthony's support and cover for a woman who many believe is a baby killer? Or are they grieving grandparents who have tragically missed the warning signs and lost the light of their lives? Whether you have supported or vilified them, one thing is for sure. After this interview, you just might change your minds about Cindy and George Anthony. Now, it's been over a year since you've spoken publicly. Yes. Why did the two of you agree to sit down with me and have this conversation.
3: Well, we knew at some point we needed to tell our side of the story. Your venue, I think, what better place?
0: We can trust you're going to do the right thing with us and by us, and you're going to get
1: what you feel we need to talk about and and open our hearts up about. You know that you have some critics out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some say that you have tried to capitalize on profit from or exploit the death of your granddaughter. Mm -hmm. So I want to be very clear, neither of you have asked to be paid one penny for this interview, correct? That's correct, we have not. And we have not paid you for this interview. Now what you have asked us to do, you're very passionate about something that you call the Cayley Fund. Yes. Yes. You have asked us to make a donation to that when it gets properly licensed. And I said we would do that. To make this further clear, neither of you derive any income from that charitable organization whatsoever, correct? That's That's correct. correct. And people, they have questions about you as parents. They have questions about you as grandparents. That's why I want you to answer my questions, tell the truth, and take the mystery out of this story once and for all. Do you think Casey was involved in Kaylee's death? Well, the last one I saw
0: Kaylee with was Casey. We didn't see her for all those days or all those weeks. To me, in my mind, that one-in-one one adds up to two. She's responsible for Kaylee. That was her daughter.
1: Well, you say one-in-one one adds up to two. What are the one-in-one one that makes it obvious that she has involvement? Casey and Kaylee,
0: when I saw them leave on June sixteenth, two 2008, it's the last time I saw them together. And Casey, again, is responsible for Kaylee, no matter where she was at or what
1: happened. You have to understand from a psychological point of view, I I have curiosities and, and queries about how we've come to the point that we're at today. Would you consider your household and their upbringing to have been a typical American home and family? I mean, we did things with the children growing up, participated in their school activities. So, you were involved parents.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was she close with her brother Lee?
3: They were very close, and he always looked out for her.
1: I think we would agree that Casey has told a lot of lies mm-hmm. to you, too, before this situation happened, during the situation, and after. Here's the thing, and this is a question I think every parent in America wants to know the answer to. As you look back, Were there any warning signs that would have suggested that Casey was going to do whatever it is that she did?
3: After Kaylee was born is when I started to see changes in Casey.
1: Why, in your view? What precipitated that?
3: Looking back now, I'm almost wondering if she didn't develop postpartum schizophrenia or some type of issue after her pregnancy, a hormonal type of illness. I mean, and that's my perception because none of those behaviors were exhibited prior to her pregnancy.
1: All right, well now, how far along was she when you found out she was pregnant?
3: That was five months.
1: Do you think it odd that she hid that from y'all until that far into the pregnancy? I mean, what was she afraid of? Why would she hide it? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, we
0: asked her even when
1: that happened. I said, why didn't you tell us? She was afraid to tell us. I don't know what the reason was. I think it's significant that she went halfway through a pregnancy before she said anything to y'all. I mean, that's a, that's a big omission to me as a parent. But once that change took place, did it snowball?
3: No, not right away.
1: When did it really start to be a, a, a problem? I think I noticed it
0: probably early 2006, right around there. I just noticed some changes in her when she would talk to me about certain things. It just didn't add up in, in my mind how now she could be. Maybe you
3: 2007. It was 2007. After
0: I'd come back home because Cindy and I had separated for, for a few months. I just noticed her not being at the place that she said she was going to be at. I just, things never added up to me started to notice some money missing. And you were
1: out of the home in 06?
0: 06, yeah, between um, November of 2005 until about June of 2006. Yes, Cindy and I had separated. We had some financial issues. Did we almost go through a divorce? Yeah, it was pretty close.
1: Were you gambling at the time? There was some online gambling I was doing, yes. Okay, was that part of the issue with you?
3: Yes, I didn't know about it. And when I found out, it was like a huge betrayal. I mean, we'd been married nearly 25 years at that time. And to find out that he was kind of leading a different life, you know. I know what happened, it was during the time when he wasn't working, and I realized it was a very difficult time for him. But at that time, it was a huge slap in the face.
1: Was it a significant amount of money to your family? Oh, was somewhere about $30,000, I think, yeah, right around the near, give or take. Made a difference. It made a, huge, oh, a difference. huge difference. But then you come back in '06, and you say at that time, she changed.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a big effect everybody felt let down by their dad and kind of betrayed. And the thing that hurt Casey the most was that he wanted us to sell the house and split it up, that Casey felt like he was kicking her and Kaylee out and she could not understand how he could do that. I know she didn't want him to come home.
1: Did you know that she didn't want you to come back? Yes, she she told me. Again, from a psychological perspective, What comes to my mind is you said he had a a different life. And I have to ask you, when you heard the defense in this case say that he was involved in not in causing Mm -hmm. uh, the child's death, but in events that took place after that, did it ever occur to you that... He's hidden substantial things from me before. Could he have done it again? Remember you heard Cindy say that when she and George tried to reconcile after their separation, Casey was strongly against her dad moving back home. Now keep that in mind because it will prove to be a critical moment in this tragic story.
0: Coming up. All I know is that Kaylee's not with us anymore. Do you believe she was in that trunk?
2: We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony.
0: She saw George Anthony holding Kaylee in his arms. She immediately grabbed Kaylee and began to cry.
2: And shortly thereafter, George began to yell at her. Look what you've done. Your mother will never forgive you. And you will go to jail for child neglect for the rest of your freaking life.
1: When you heard the defense in this case, say that he was involved in, not in causing Mm -hmm. uh, the child's death, but in events that took place after that, did it ever occur to you that he's hidden substantial things from me before? Could he have done it again?
3: No, not when it came to his family as far as Casey and Kaylee. George would never have put us through those Six months of not knowing where Kaylee was if he knew where Kaylee was. Because I watched his heartbreak every single day and I watched him as frantic as he was.
1: Do you think you're someone that tends to see the best in people?
3: Oh, I know that.
1: Do you think you make excuses for people?
3: I did until the last three years going through therapy. I know better.
1: Well, because as <laughs> we've been talking here, I I, I hear you you kinda try to put it in context, but that's okay because, and even with George, you say he he lied to me, he hid this from me, he betrayed me, but he was was in a bad spot. You kind of, we call it balancing. Right. Do you excuse the lies that Casey has told in this situation? Not at all. And some of them seemingly benign but significant, For two years you thought she worked at Universal right?
3: Yes, and to this day I've never had an opportunity to really talk to Casey about that.
1: What would you say to her about it?
3: I would be very angry um, About it. I would want to know why she felt she had to lie.
1: Do y'all feel like you got suckered for two years if she wasn't getting paid Where was she getting money? She'd borrow money from me or
0: take money from me, same way as you, back and forth. Well,
3: see, that's what was it was. Was she
0: stealing? Oh, absolutely she did. Sometimes Cindy would even ask me, she says, George, I'm missing $20 from my wallet or something. And I would say, I didn't take any money from your wallet. When I had $20 or $30 of mine, I'd go in and look in mine, and mine would be gone. She was stealing gas from our my gas can in, outside in my shed to keep her car going.
1: But for two years, where was she when she was supposed to be at work?
3: Where do you go? Finding out now, I mean, most of the time, Casey and Kaylee were together. The times that she lied about working, she was having play dates or she was taking Kaylee to the park.
1: But why lie about it? Were you in denial here? Because it, it seems to me that here's somebody that for two years you never see a pay stub, you know that she's lied about one job, there's money missing, and in, in looking back, Was that something that you just failed to see or deal with?
3: No, because Casey and I had conversations a lot. I would ask her, why did you use my credit card? She would make excuses that she, you know, owed money to somebody else or whatever. And I just, I guess I had the same faith in her that I had in George for those years. He, you know, was... Kind of living a different life. And I guess I didn't want to third degree her like I probably should have with George.
0: I didn't want to see her hurt you like I had hurt you. And so when I confronted her about it, when I saw maybe myself in her, I said, You know, you can't do this to your mother. I already hurt your mom too, too much. Why are you doing this? She came up with these great excuses sometimes.
1: Was there a time before you knew Kaylee was missing where you said in your mind, Casey is out of control? Mm -hmm. She spun off the deep end, her lies are out of control, her lifestyle is out of control?
3: There was. In fact, that was the spring of 2008. I was confronting Casey a little bit more from the beginning of the year about, okay, you owe me this much money, you need to start paying me back. And it was always an excuse. Something was going on at work. She didn't get her paycheck on time or whatever. And I was afraid if I made Casey move out and she didn't have the means to do so, where would Kaylee be? So
1: you were basically held hostage by Kaylee. Because you had to protect Kaylee. Right. Did you ever consider taking Kaylee away from her?
3: No, actually not. And I told her flat out, I do not want to do that to Kaylee. I don't want to do that to Casey.
1: Was there a point at which you said, this is no longer okay.
3: The straw that broke the camel's back was when I found out that she had taken uh, money from my mom.
1: Do you think you were a bad role model for her in that regard? Well, apparently, I, I was for possibly four or five years.
0: And in my, Cindy was enabling me to keep on going. I guess she enabled Casey in the same regards.
3: Well, I think because I started coming down so hard on her in those few months before all this happened, she was not used to that. I said, I'm not taking your daughter away from you. I said, I could, but I'm not gonna do that. I need you to straighten yourself up. And I pretty much told her she had several months to do it. I never knew it would lead up to that.
1: Did you push her too hard?
3: I may have, I may have.
1: Watch as our conversation continues and I asked them about the last day they saw Kaylee alive. This is the same day Casey called her mother six times within four minutes. Now this would be something that would have made me sit up and take notice, but it didn't seem to arouse any suspicion with either one of them. I understand she called you six times in four minutes.
3: Something obviously was going on right then and there. She was trying to reach out to me, and um, she called my work phone, she called my cell phone. And at one point, I was in a meeting, and I could tell in her voice something was going on, but I wish she would have just blurted out, Mom, I need you.
1: Was she upset? Was she crying?
3: I can't remember.
1: Calling your mother and your baby has just drowned or died. You don't call once, twice, or three times. You call until you get somebody, and then don't you say something terrible has happened, I need you now.
3: If she was asking for help, I know I would have dropped everything.
1: Well, this brings us to the 31 days that you two went through without any contact with Kaylee whatsoever, correct? Correct. Because I think people that are frustrated by this say, okay, how could you not know? When you go from seeing this child daily to having no contact with her, for 31 days. You know that she lies, but yet you you say, okay I, okay, I believe you, she's asleep, she's this, she's that, she's not there. She's with this Zanny, the nanny, for two years and you've never met her. You, you don't know her, let, let me finish. You don't know who the father is, you never met her boyfriend, who she says she's staying with, you don't know her friends, you didn't verify her employment, her car, has been impounded and you go pick up the car and smell what smells like a dead body and you Febreze the trunk and go to work. In looking back, does that seem like you missed huge signals that something was wrong before the 31st day? Coming up. That day, 911 calls were made, and she's being cuffed in the driveway. She knows Kaylee is gone.
2: We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony.
1: I just went through the litany of lies Casey had been telling her parents for years. As my conversation continues, we begin to drill down on the weeks leading up to Kaylee's disappearance and the now infamous 31 days. Now, even though I realize hindsight is twenty twenty, I wanted to know from Cindy how she could miss such huge warning signs. Had she ever confirmed Casey's employment? And more importantly, had she ever even met this Zanny the nanny, the mysterious babysitter?
3: Well, you gotta understand, Casey had started talking about Zanny in spring of 2006, so this name was not something that she just fabricated um, June, on June 16th. Right, right. And the other thing was, the people misconception was that Zanny watched Kaylee every day, supposedly. That's not true either. I was the primary babysitter.
1: But I think that's exactly the point. You're the primary caregiver other right. than right. Casey. Right. And then you go to 31 days of silence. It had to go off in your head, Well Cindy? the thing
3: of it is though, Casey's story to me was that she was working a second job she was telling me that she was trying to get her life on track. I didn't know she was lying for two years about the job. I didn't know she was lying about Zanny. So hindsight, yes, but not during those 31 days. I'm going on those 31 days of knowing that Casey took excellent care of Kaylee, that she was a good mother, that I never had any reason to doubt her relationship with Kaylee.
1: So Casey had constructed an elaborate menagerie of lies. Absolutely. I mean there are details, backstories, side Such stories. Just
3: details that very
1: detailed. If you had known then what you know now, your behavior would have been very different. Oh
3: absolutely. I would have called the you know, the Army, the Navy, anybody in to go look for them. I was talking to Casey on a daily basis. From my understanding Kaylee was fine and having fun, you know, with her little playmates.
1: Are you mad at her for this?
3: Um I guess, I think I'm past the anger stage.
1: I mean, just about the lies. Because realize, think of the phone calls where you're on there and she's saying, Mom, she's with Zanny," And the entire time she's saying that, she's playing you for a fool. Yes, she did. When you learned that she was stealing from you, borrowing from her mother, stealing from her grandmother, did any of those things go off in your head that said, you know, she is behaving like a criminal here?
0: Well, absolutely I did, and I haven't told her. I said, I said, you can't keep this pattern up. It's affecting your daughter. It's affecting my granddaughter. And I didn't want that to happen any further. She'd always say, Dad, I'm working on it. I'm gonna get
1: through this. You and Mom are gonna be so proud. But I mean, come on, I mean, you're a cop. And when I look at this and I say, you, you know, you never met this nanny. You didn't know the father uh, of Kaylee. You never verified the employment. I don't get how you didn't have bells going off in your head. Well, I mean, I confronted Casey when
0: once things didn't add up in my mind. But then again, if I would've came across heavy-handedly or, or coming across and trying to interrogate my daughter, I probably would've pushed her further and further away from me. And I was trying to repair that relationship that her and I didn't have for about, maybe about a year. So, I mean, Were was, was, was I taken for a fool? Absolutely. Were I, you
1: parenting from guilt? Possibly. I'm a new grandfather. I cannot imagine that over a 31-day period that I could talk to my son or daughter-in-law and not hear that child in the background did nothing ever go off in your head that every time I talk to her she's asleep nap gone playing that, that never one time heard a peep squeak laugh cry anything from kaylee
3: that's why on july 3rd I drove down to Universal Studios and tried to see Casey and Kaylee. She then said she was in Jacksonville, and I was irritated, like you wouldn't believe.
1: It was on July 3rd that you wrote something on Myspace. You say, my Kaylee is missing. She came into my life unexpectedly just as she has left me. Jealousy has taken her away. Jealousy from the one person it should be thankful for all the love and support given to her.
3: Kaylee was missing in my heart that day. She wasn't missing physically in the sense because I thought I knew where she was at.
1: Did you know something then that you hadn't even admitted to your consciousness? Because what jumps out to me about this is the title of this is My Kaylee is Missing. He said, this mother gave chance after chance for her daughter to change, but instead more lies, more betrayal.
3: I wanted Casey to know how much she was hurting me, and I thought she was purposely keeping Kaylee away from me.
1: Well, we now know Casey wasn't keeping Kaylee away from her grandparents out of spite. It was mid-July when things started to unravel. George and Cindy got notification that Casey's car had been impounded. The same car she supposedly had been driving every day for weeks. This fact, plus no contact with Kaylee for all of this time, and still no bells went off? This was yet another one of Casey's elaborate lies, which left them with more questions. Where was Casey? Where was Kaylee? And what was that suspicious odor coming from the trunk? So you walked up to the car together. No, I walked up by myself
0: with the, with the gentleman who's the manager of the tow yard. Did you smell something right away? I did notice an odor that I had smelled prior from many years ago in being a law enforcement. And as I unlocked the car, that's when the odor was a even more stronger. I was feeling very sick in my stomach. And I was with the trunk. There's nothing back there except a trash bag full of garbage. And I shut it. I was thankful I didn't see
1: my daughter or my granddaughter there. Your mind went there when you walked to the back of the car?
0: Oh, absolutely it did.
1: What do you now believe the smell was from?
3: Truthfully, to this day, I don't know, to be honest.
0: Joe, I don't believe that Kaylee was back there? I don't want to believe it, but I, I mean, I'm going by what investigators have told me. All I know is that Kaylee's not with us anymore. I know that. I know that. Do you believe she was in that trunk?
2: We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony. Do you
0: believe she was in that truck? Some parts of me do believe that she was possibly back there, yeah, I do. Do you?
3: I don't know. I know she had to be transported to get to the woods. I don't know if she was transported in Casey's car or she was transported some other way.
1: Are you believing that something bad has happened to Kaylee? Or are you still thinking she just won't produce her?
3: I'm thinking she won't produce her and I'm thinking at some point that she does not want me to see Kaylee.
1: But you don't back off. You call 911.
3: I call 911. Here it is. 911. What's the other stuff happening? I have someone here that I need to um, be arrested in my home. They're so there right now. Possible missing child. I have a three-year-old that's been missing for a month. A three-year-old? We can't find my granddaughter.
1: You wanted someone in authority to compel your daughter to produce your granddaughter.
3: Absolutely. What
1: happened? in the next 57 minutes because things changed dramatically.
3: When I drove up, Casey went right to her room and Lee followed her in.
1: You overheard something between Lee and Casey that changed your life forever. Mm -hmm. What did you hear?
3: I heard her telling Lee that um, Zannie had um, kidnapped Kaylee and that she hadn't seen Kaylee for 31 days. And then it was like, It was so overwhelming, you know, just thinking, oh my God, you know, why didn't she tell me? Is this why she stayed away for 31 days? My worst nightmare had just unfolded right in front of me.
1: That was the first time it ever went through your brain?
3: That something was wrong.
1: That something had happened to her. What did you say to Casey?
3: I don't know, I just screamed at her. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? I said, what do you mean you haven't seen Kaylee? And that's when I, I just screamed at her, and I I um, I um wanted to go choke her or hit her, and I just went over there, and I just punched the bed as hard as I could to get my anger out. And I um, said, why didn't you tell us? And, and then she said, She just said she was afraid, and I I don't even remember. I ran out of that room, and I called 911 again. Is your daughter there? Yes. Can I speak with her? Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi. Well, can can you tell me what's going on a little bit? I'm sorry? Can you tell me a little bit what's going on? My daughter's been missing for the last 31 days. And you know who has her? I know who has her. I've tried to contact her. I actually received a phone call today now from a number that is no longer in service. I did get to speak to my daughter for about a moment, about a minute. Now you have your daughter's missing, Kaylee Anthony? Yes. And you last saw her a month ago? 31 days, some 31 days. I, why are you calling now? Why didn't you call 31 days ago? I've been looking for her and have gone through other resources to try to find her, which was stupid. What did
1: you think of her behavior? Right there?
3: I thought she was pretty calm.
0: Do you think that was strange? I would think so. It was pretty strange. matter of fact, I remember talking to her, and, and I said, where's she at? What's going on? We need these answers. We need to get her home now. Because so you came home during the call. Just before 10 o'clock at night. So it's Karen,
3: listen. Karen, listen. you Danny took her a month ago. She's a missing from...
0: Cindy, she just fell into my arms and to try to hold her up and say, where's Casey, what's what's going on? It just went so well, fast, so so quick.
3: George and I didn't know if we could even be in the same house with her. And that's why um, I had talked to the sergeant in charge at one point to see if they could just take her in, into custody. And then when I saw the handcuffs on, then I'm like, my heart's breaking. I don't want to see my daughter be taken to jail, but then all I wanted was answers for Kaylee, and we didn't have anything.
1: And as we now know, that day, 911 calls were made. When she's being cuffed in the driveway, when she's in your home that night, she knows that Kaylee is gone.
3: Yep.
1: And she continued to lie. She continued to lie. Coming up. You would think the child you raised would be grieving beyond belief, not getting a tattoo that's Italian for beautiful life, not entering a hard body contest. Is this out of context?
2: We now return to Dr. Phil's exclusive interview with Cindy and George Anthony.
1: Under the assumption that their granddaughter had been kidnapped by the nanny, George and Cindy confront Casey in this jailhouse interview shortly after her arrest, July 16th. Watch this, as it seems Cindy actually is suspicious of Casey after all, and she pressures her for answers.
3: Look straight up so I can look into your eyes, darling. Thank you. I need, you know I need to do that. It's okay to cry, Casey. It's all right, love. We've all been crying. Please look up, sweetheart. I need to see your eyes. I I wanna be able to look at you guys too. I can't look at you and look at the camera. Well, you don't have to look at the camera, look at me. I'm looking at you. The right. camera is set differently. For her to look at the camera you, to see It wasn't about the
1: camera, it's about you looking her I in I wanted the
3: to see her in the eyes when I was talking to her because I wanted to be able to see if I could tell if she was telling me the truth. And I was trying to get answers about Kaylee. And we were, we were playing detective at that time. We wanted to find out anything that we could do to find her.
1: All right, take a look at this brief clip.
3: Casey, you don't realize The whole United States is looking for Kaylee. I know that, Mom. Everybody is looking for her. Good. Everybody is looking for her. Are we going to be able to find her, do you think? I hope we can, Mom.
1: Are we going to be able to find her, do you think? What was that question?
3: I wanted to know if... Casey knew something that she wasn't telling us. you got to understand, in the background, I have people telling me from the sheriff's department, even some family members, that they felt that Casey was hiding Kaylee from me on purpose. And I didn't know if Casey had her hidden away somewhere or if she really knew you know, if Zannie was the one that really took her.
1: Well, she was released from jail the first time.
0: What happened, Casey?
3: What can you tell us?
1: What was it like when she came home? The first thing
0: I wanted to hug her. I was very, very tough on my daughter. I wanted answers. I wanted to know where Kaylee was at. It started out being a nice general conversation, and all of a sudden it turned... I turned a little uh, belligerent with my daughter. I just screamed, hollered at her to tell me what was going on. We could fix this. And Casey just says, Dad, Zannie took her. She has her. And I said, well, where's she at? Let's go get her. Were
1: you suspicious of her at that point?
0: Oh, I I didn't believe two-thirds of the things she was telling me. I thought, okay, she's keeping her away from
1: Cindy. You would think the child you raised that you describe as a loving mother would be heartbroken, devastated, grieving beyond belief not getting a tattoo that's Italian for beautiful life, not entering a hard body contest, what do you make of that?
3: Well, talking to her friends, one of the girls that was supposed to be up there dancing did not show up, so they asked Casey to fill in, and reluctantly she did. And this was not brought up at trial, that Casey's mood was very kind of subdued when she first got there. And I'm not making excuses for her. Well, I but think you are. No, I'm not, because her intent was not to go out there. I mean, I'm not condoning that at all. Uh, you know, it bothers me.
1: Is this out of context?
3: I don't know, because they didn't take a picture of Casey going there that night. The only thing that came out at trial was what they wanted to come out to paint her in a bad light. So, I mean, for six months that Kaylee was gone, I was devastated, I cried, but during that time, did I socialize with friends and maybe laugh once or twice at a joke? Yes, and if someone would have isolated that in a photograph and plastered it all over, would I be just as guilty as Casey?
1: Cindy, you weren't involved in the death.
3: I understand that.
1: Do you see this the same way I see Cindy defending this, saying it's out of context. What I see is a a woman that has made a conscious decision to go to a bar within days of being in some way involved in the death and cover-up of her child. And I have a hard time framing that out in any other way. I, I hear what you say. What do you say? Well, there's some things that Cindy and I don't agree with coming up. America has never heard this explanation before. Why has it been withheld?
3: More stunning and disturbing photos emerge of Mom Casey at a local nightclub reportedly bumping and grinding the night of the hot body contest. This is just days after little Kelly vanishes.
0: I can't understand how If my granddaughter was out of her life and she was gone, how she could take this next step? I cannot be out celebrating or having a good time. Do
1: you believe that this is out of context and is acceptable behavior? Personally, no, I don't. And that's when her and I
0: struggle with some things sometimes, giving her an excuse of why she was here or there.
3: I'm not making excuses for her. I want to find out what's wrong with Casey. I know that there's something wrong.
1: You're getting ready to hear for the first time in Cindy's view the reason Casey did whatever it is she did.
3: People don't know she had a grand mal seizure after she came home for the very first time. Right Casey, what happened? Come on, back up, let her. I don't know why she's having a seizure. Does she have a brain tumor where the seizure's caused by stress? I don't know. I don't know if she had a seizure that day and blacked out. I don't know what happened and that's what I want to find out down the road. And I'm not making justifications for that, but there's a cause for those. You don't just have a grand mal seizure.
1: But there is a point where you have to put on your list of possibilities that these are the behaviors of an unconscionable psychopath. She has devastated you. She has devastated George. She has been involved in some way by their own admission in the death and burial of her daughter in the woods in the most dishonorable way you can possibly imagine. Those are not well behaviors. We can agree on that, right? The question is just why.
3: So where do you take this caring young person who cared about everybody, loved, Kids, and then all of a sudden, something tragically happens to Kaylee, and then Casey completely goes off the deep end.
1: Your theory is that she is a victim in this in some way a victim of an illness, a, a tumor, a or something.
3: I truly believe that because there was never any signs that Casey was an unfit mother. She was an awesome mother.
1: Other than the yes. fact that she wasn't providing for her daughter. Right. She was out she roaming didn't. around town when she was supposedly at work. She was manufacturing friends, playmates, playdates, nannies, all of those sort of things, which to me, whatever the causation, Is highly unstable behavior. Absolutely, highly unstable behavior.
3: Well, she had a seizure in November of 2007. Her ex-fiance Jesse Grund had Casey taken to the hospital for a grand mal seizure. But has
1: she ever been evaluated? Has she had MRIs, CAT scans? At that
3: time, she did evaluations,
1: and did they find anything?
3: Not at that time. But again, a year and a half later, she has another grand mal seizure. So again. What is triggering it? Is it a hormonal response? Is it something that comes and goes? I don't know. They kept her in the hospital for three days and worked her up and didn't find anything.
1: Okay, so she has been evaluated. She has been worked but up and the findings she were hasn't
3: negative. See, but again, she had that second one when she was home after she had been arrested, when she was out on bail for the first time.
1: America has never heard this explanation before. Why? has it been withheld? Why have you sat on this information? I know there are many of you out there who have a lot to say about this, so log on to drphil.com and share your opinions because I will be monitoring the message boards. Tomorrow, you'll hear more revelations from my in-depth interview with the Anthonys, including, for the first time, what George thinks really happened to his granddaughter. You don't include the possibility that she used that shovel to dig a hole in the ground in the woods to bury her dead baby. There are millions of people in America right now that want to shake you awake. I can't comprehend
0: a human doing it, especially a daughter, doing
1: that to my granddaughter. In your mind, you know the truth, don't you?
3: We've been through this for three years and it's the first time I've heard that out of his mouth.
2: That's tomorrow.
3: Just for the record, I have
1: not and will not be interviewing Casey Anthony. I have zero interest in doing so. I personally believe that her actions have spoken louder than any words. Now, as for Cindy, I feel this mother is desperately reaching for any reason to excuse her daughter for her role in this tragedy. In our time together, she advanced three main theories, brain tumor, postpartum schizophrenia, and grand mal seizures. Cindy admits she does not have any medical evidence of a brain tumor, and as a mental health professional, I am frankly skeptical that grand mal seizures would contribute to what happened here. In addition, I have not seen any evidence that Casey suffered from postpartum schizophrenia. Thanks for watching, don't miss tomorrow.